Hello, I would like to present you with some clues. These are five names. Mike Susky, Tomato, Michael Vout, Matthew Wilson, and Peter Roberts. What is the solution to this puzzle? Why, elementary. These are people that we're thanking because they've gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money and helped make this show and all of the other shows on the network possible. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Professor Layton and the Curious Village, which is a puzzle adventure game developed by Level 5 and published by Nintendo for the DS in 2007. Yeah. And this episode was executive produced by William. Thank you, William. Thank you, William. We, Yeah, we've been meaning to do one of these for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in part just to kind of see if we could do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, it was a pretty big uh, franchise on the original DS. Yeah, continues to this day. Yeah, part of the uh, an Apple uh, Arcade uh, entry and oh yeah, there's that Apple Arcade entry. I, I just I, I I kind of fell off of it. Uh, I fell off of keeping track of it after they left the original uh, DS, as it were. Yeah. They got into like prequels and stuff. Yeah, the it gets a little lore heavy. <laughs> uh, this brain age sequel, <laughs> spiritual successor, gets a little lore heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is if you, if you don't know the the concept, which maybe you don't. These mm-hmm. haven't been as as in the limelight for a while. No. Um, well, I, you you kind of play as both of them. You do. You, you, some... you play you play as the du- duology, the dramaturgical <laughs> dyad of Herschel Layton who is a professor of archaeology, but is also a detective. Uh, he says he's not, but he is. <laughs> but uh, he, who loves puzzles. He very quickly yeah. jumps onto murder cases. And then his uh, not-son. Yes. His, his nerd. <laughs> his slave? I, I don't know it, his uh, property. I don't know what relationship. It's, 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 his, it's his riddle's son. I, th- I, think I've seen, yeah. I think I've seen Leighton, this young boy, described as his protege. Kinda, it's a you know. I just I don't I don't know what either party gets on any of this. He, he also it's carries a lot of the luggage. <laughs> he does. He does carry it. And and there there are things I will say in this video game. There are more things that Leighton says to me that if it were in real life, I'd start a fight with him <laughs> than, than almost any video game. Yeah. Like if you're just walking along and you're you know someone's like, hmm, this steam fit reminds me of a puzzle. Why don't you take a crack at it? <laughs> and then when you get the answer wrong, if they said to you, hmm, try again, few little me points you get. Uh, 
you you would punch him and no court would convict you. Yeah, yeah. You'd lay that motherfucker out. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. A lot of things are very strange about Professor Layton. Uh, just as a as as a character, as a as kind of a Neralathotep kind of figure in in, in yeah. all of this, uh, it's especially uh, pronounced in the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright game, which is actually really good. Um, but okay. it draws a lot of attention to just how strange a Layton's personality is, and b how strange his visual design is. That game is like yeah. a, it's it's an intersection of like five or six different uh, uh, art art styles right and when you get laden up against anybody else including like next to uh next to luke he looks kind of like a gray a little bit yeah <laughs> he, does, he does have they really saw he's like odo yeah from d space nine <laughs> a, a little bit and you have to pour him back and forth between different vials when he's sleeping <laughs> <laughs> just split him evenly between two vials of odo um yeah it's real weird uh this, this group of weirdos visits this isolated town of St. Mystere uh, to investigate a mystery surrounding the death of the town's baron, uh, which quich- quickly uh, you know, starts off as a quest, insurance, uh, inheritance quest for this golden apple, this treasure, and ends up being uh, a murder. Yes. Thing. Of course. You end up trapped in the village uh, for the duration of the game, uh, and you are at the whims of the townspeople, and they're just lust. Their absolute obsession with testing your metal, with testing your ability to think around corners, with uh, testing your ability to pour Professor Layton between vials to split him evenly. There are there is a diegetic explanation for this, but it's one of those things where I find that subtractive because there's not in any of the other games. Yep. Like how many villages full of puzzle robot tests are you gonna like every single time the yep. problem becomes you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Them adding an explanation for it in this one, I think, is maybe a mistake in the series. I think so. Yes. Uh, has some implications. <laughs> um so you, you pop around this town uh, talking to villagers and clicking on objects, um, and there is a story you're advancing, but they're also uh, stuck in these villagers and stuck in these objects uh, are puzzles. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these make sense, you know, like you have to find a cat and your puzzle will have a metaphor about finding a cat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like this reminds me of a puzzle about, you know, horrible dinner party where brothers didn't like each other. Yeah. Let me tell you this, this really boring story <laughs> about it. It, it, it really kind of depends. Uh, but this is the bulk of the game. Yes. Uh, there's the idea. There's 120 puzzles in the main mm-hmm. game. There are several different types of puzzles. So they do repeat concepts, but there are there's a pretty big variety, um, even though it's still also kind of not quite enough. Yeah, you do end uh, up seeing weirdly. a lot of a lot of just uh, kind of like rebadges of the same. One of us is telling the truth and the rest are lying kind of puzzle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the number of logic grids, you know, and it, it just kind of like this finds your weakness. Yeah. Um. We'll talk about the types more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to be a walkthrough episode. No, no. Um, it just uh, like weirdly, this is not the only game that we've done of this type. The you know the the, the activity book genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the third one we've done. We did uh, the seventh guest in the eleventh hour. Uh, I yeah. like I like this a lot better than that though. Although that one oh, does it's have its charms. Better. Yeah. It, it's it's time. I'm glad you tied that into it because I was going to when we were doing the. Uh, the wrap up and talking about the development, it was, mm-hmm. I was amazed like the seventh guest wasn't name checked at all because yeah. that this has the most in common with the seventh guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
just um, uh, yeah. you know with the story and the environment being kind of this loose uh, uh just a connective tissue kind of congealing the puzzles together uh you're going through yeah. here and 120 is, is 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 a lot and while they do a pretty good job of ranging in type um the difficulty i think gets more like more complex in an interesting way up to about the midway point of the game after that you start getting into kind of the only the only meaningful access of challenge being to make the puzzle more tedious it feels like this is this is something that i uh am starting to realize might just be a thing about my relationship with puzzle games yeah because most puzzle games we've done uh i get to that point mm-hmm. where i'm like this is just this just feels exhausting to me mm-hmm. um you know baba is you is great for the first half yeah and then I'm like, I just look at these big, complicated screens and think this is going to be so many steps. I don't feel like keeping track of this. It's like um, I, it happened with me with the witness. Yep. You know, I just like, boy, like, yeah, you, you just add rules on just I know it's, it becomes <laughs> it, it starts reminding me of doing algebra. Right. You know, where like they're just steps and you just have to lay them all out. And I don't take any satisfaction of that. Like memorization, I think, is the weakest of the intelligences. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, that, and that's what that feels like it is a, a, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, algebra, I think is a good, um, is, is a good comparison actually, not just because some of these just involve straight up. You would solve them by doing an algebra equation. I, I tend to like those ones, but like eventually the puzzles end up feeling less about kind of arriving at an insight or making an intuitive leap or, you know, you th- thinking, uh, thinking past an obvious trap that is there. And it kind of feels like exercises mm-hmm. a little bit to, to, to the, yeah. to the point where it's like, this remains interesting to me as long as I am figuring out how to solve it. You know, I'm like setting up the little routine you know, I'm setting up the logic loop that I would iterate through to like get through this, right? But when it comes to actually going in and being on the ground, right, and walking through each and every one of those steps, that's when it starts to lose me. It's like I know how to do this, like I I, I know roughly how I would get this ball out of this slide, out of this sliding puzzle. I don't actually feel an appreciable amount of challenger that I'm being tested especially well by you know going in and actually inputting inputting this or iterating through it like you know by hand yeah right it's just it's just the i get it button yeah but for for puzzles Mm -hmm. you know and and i I ended up finding that that solution a lot it also ends up being with the the back half of the game uh relying a lot harder on puzzles that were a series of steps as opposed to an intuitive leap yeah or a trap Right. Uh, and traps of language and intuitive leaps are why I like puzzles. I, yes. I, you know, uh, the patience part, like the moving the block out or the going through the math steps mm-hmm. are not, that's not interesting to me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, you know, I, it's, oh, th- there's the X, there's the number <laughs> we know. Like it just feels very obvious to me. And it's like, it's different than, it doesn't feel clever. Mm hmm. You know, it's like the difference between feeling kind of clever because of a, a bes- something that feels like a bespoke yeah. solution versus something that feels like um, like a teacher is patting me on the head. Yeah. You know, and, and there's like one of those that I like a lot and one that I like less. Mm-hmm. One of them scales a lot easier. <laughs> so when, when they want to make it difficult, they can do the, you know, this sliding block puzzle can be solved in as few as 75 moves if you're canny. <laughs> but most players take 200. Um, right. And that is a patience. 
uh, test. Yes. It's it's a, a tribute to the game how long it avoids that. Mm-hmm. Like for 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 a game of the structure, um, this is a short or the or rather reverse. This is a long game for a game of this kind of structure. Yeah, but um, about like you know, ten, kind of ten hours or so. Yeah. So five hours of it hitting that balance really well is really good. Mm-hmm. It's just I found that my clever cues, like that good feels I was getting from solving puzzles, dry up in the last couple of chapters pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Even when they're, it's not because they're hard to solve. It's because they're not about making the same kind of intuitive leaps that I want to make. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, like what remains pretty good is the presentation of the puzzles actually like, and I'm not just talking like visually, like it's a, you know, always pretty clearly done with nice illustrations or whatever, but like, uh, I like how after you solve a puzzle, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, the game will actually just like walk through the reasoning to reaching the solution. Uh, just in yeah. case you either guessed or in case you used brute force to get it. And oftentimes, because these puzzles repeat so much, you know, or at least certain kinds of them do, that does equip you to be a little bit better, you know, uh, in a better position to approach the, approach that puzzle the next time it pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there are a lot of kindnesses in, in that way. Yeah. Right. So like it gives you the, you know, if you fail, sometimes you get the hint. Um, nothing is timed. You can take as many tries as you like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fun box in this game called Picarats. And it's, I, I assume these are hard candies that Layton gives to Luke. <laughs> it's his only sustenance. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my guess. These are like food pellets. Yeah. You know, they could literally just be hamster food pellets. I can't imagine Layton <laughs> making two stops um, at the store. But this is, acts as your score and a gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have a certain, you know, or rather, I'm sorry, a gate for certain special like things like concept art and shit like that. Yeah. Um, total puzzle. But even if you, uh, you know, so when you get an incorrect solution, you reduce the amount of picarats you get um, until the third time and then it bottoms out. Yes. Um, and this is something, uh, you know, I know not everybody plays games this way. Uh, I do not. I think that giving a shit about picarats is, is silly to me. Yeah. Um, you know, just I just play through the game. I also you have there are three levels of hints. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend this hint coin economy. These are found through kind of pixel hunting. Uh, when you're navigating, uh, use hints. Yes, I ended up with tons of extra hint coins in this. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about getting hints. No, like I understand the people probably try to perfect stealth this game, <laughs> uh, puzzle perfect stealth it, and I I do not get that necessarily. Yeah, there's nothing to be gained by me getting uh you know frustrated by the you know by one particular. Uh, you know, kind of ambiguity and making the first step, right? I, I had so many hint coins by the end of this. Um, and the, the hints don't give away too much. No. Either, like, they're pretty pretty uh, thoughtfully designed hints in yeah. escalating levels, you know? So just getting the first one to kind of set you on the right path doesn't give away the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in, in general, like, a lot of times that will just put you, especially in, in one that is kind of a math or a logic grid mm-hmm. type of puzzle, just kind of say, this is the relevant piece of information. Yeah. yeah. Signaling to you what type of puzzle it is. Saying like, Hey, here's the frame, you know, cause so yep. many of you, so many of these puzzles end up being, you know, regardless of the type, you know, you fall into the mindset, you know, if not of the puzzle d- designer of at least, you know, the mindset that they want, that they want you to be. And you start seeing things the way that they need you to see them in order to get through mm-hmm. this kind of quickly. And those hints are very good at setting up the frame. So are you, so you're seeing yes. it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also do a thing uh, that's really nice is that you, uh, you can't lose a puzzle. Right. Um, they, they round them all up. Mm-hmm. 
So you can do them all. You can you can quit up on a puzzle if you're having a hard time. There are a couple of gates, like a couple of places in the world where I'll say you have to have solved this many puzzles total mm-hmm. to get through. Um, I found that also pretty generous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always sailing, you know, 10 to 20 above the yeah. required number. I think the final one, like to get into the big, obviously final dungeon or whatever, is only 75, which I, I yeah. got to it with about 100 uh, by that point in the game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get a couple um, of rewards through this, you know, not just uh, progress. You know, sometimes these do stand in the way, um, but you also get uh, doodads. You get pieces of a strange gizmo um, and you take these and these will assemble into a robot dog that will hunt uh, down the hint coins for you. Uh, and mm-hmm. is also kind of a a, a weird uh, spoiler about what the nature this? of this village. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, absolutely. The fact that there's... A, I thought you were going to segue into the furniture decorating minigame. No, game. no. What is that? Like, <laughs> there's, like I, uh, the weirdest... It, it's presented as a puzzle. So you get a piece of furniture, right? And it's like yep. a blue credenza. And then it says, like, you have to decide, you know, which room it should go into as these two men who decide to redecorate their hotel. Yeah. Um Maniac put it in there, and then you just get a little message thing, and Luke will be like, blue, ew, my <laughs> least favorite color of credenza. And then you know to stick it in Layton's house. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it's, hmm. I'm just imagining the, the, the innkeeper watching these two strange people, obvious aliens. <laughs> go in, this 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 man and his human uh, property going <laughs> yeah. antiquing every day. Uh-huh. And just, uh, you know, in this yeah. not to, not to uh, you know, be gross about it, but mm-hmm. it is real weird. Like, <laughs> it's real weird. Uh, yeah. So we're just, uh, we're just going to, uh, can we blow this wall out? I've got a pretty big armoire to hoist in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How long do you plan to be here, Professor? <laughs> uh, are you living in this hotel like Royal Tenenbaum? Like, what's the deal, yep. dude? <laughs> even he, even he didn't pack it with so much stuff. Yeah. You know? it's also a weird thing that the villagers do too. Yeah, where they they just like give you their, you know, here's my footstool. <laughs> Thanks for. <laughs> Rearing these mastics for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All that I have is this lamp. I can. Yeah. Can you make change for a lamp? Oh, okay, just keep yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> How many picarats for a lamp? Uh, you also get uh, pieces of a painting uh, that you can some that you can assemble into a jigsaw puzzle. You do not have to concern yourself or care about these. No, no, no. I I didn't any of the pause menu mini games. I did not. Yeah. Fuck with. Um, I built the robot dog. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, I did not fuck with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, this game has a real unique look Yeah, to it. Uh, the uh, It reminds me of the triplets of Belleville, that uh, Oscar animated movie. I do not know what that is. It's like a French animated movie that uh, was like one of the first like big non-Japanese animation things, non-Coraline, non-Japanese animation yeah that's to get a lot of attention non-pixar oh yeah you know? De- definitely the, yeah i'm i'm I, I can absolutely see the comparison especially in the colors like the uh yeah. the, the the warmth of those colors and some of the uh some of the character designs are really good wow that almost feels actionable <laughs> yeah right yeah. It, it, it's it's very uh it's very similar mm-hmm. um to that yeah. uh but they're good like mm-hmm. the, everyone is a is a cartoon uh, it just—it's a village full of fucked up little guys, <laughs> like weird guys with nightmare faces and like horrible proportions. Yep, who live nightmare lives. Um, but they're really appealing. Like yeah. they're they're cute and sometimes a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in, in a way that that feels like mildly transgressive almost mm-hmm. like it's not um, Disney. Yeah. You know, it's not pure cutesy. Mm-hmm. You know, I like when this came out and I saw this and I played it, I was like, oh, this must be like a uh, like a, a licensed game based on something like, oh, there's all kinds of Tintins and asterisks and obelisks coming out of belgium yeah. or whatever <laughs> you know maybe i haven't heard about this it is so strongly it is so strongly expressed that it almost feels like it, it, it couldn't have began as like its own little one-off game like as yes. the as the beginning of a franchise this is quite strange in how well it's put together at least from a visual and sound identity uh perspective would also have the fast follow in the the form of uh the very underrated game puzzle agent oh yeah um, which uh, ha- is from a specific artist, mm-hmm. you know? So that was another reason why I kind of thought these were both yeah. just different artists kind of deep impact Armageddoning each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even though that was a fast follow to this. That was Telltale, right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, those games are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, uh, they, they draw a little bit more attention to the weirdness. Like Layton isn't very credulous and just accepts all this stuff is fine. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, the puzzle agent Twin Peaks, like yeah. you're in a Twin Peaks town and they're doing like a bad. Northern exposure slash Fargo kind of deal. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, this game is, uh, kind of cute mm-hmm. in the story and how it presents the story. Yeah. Uh, I did get pretty bored by it because it's very kiddie. Yes. Um, you know, the characters are well sketched. Like there's a little bit of joy. Like Luke will get real pissed. (laughs) I love how angry he gets. Yeah. (laughs) Angry Luke should have been the angry Luigi. Yep. You know, that that came like a decade later because it's real good. Like just like fury, Um, you know, because he's trained to fight in like, like a cockfight, but for kids. Uh It's like a Pokemon does. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's it's Layton's Pokemon. (laughs) He sleeps in a ball. Uh, The, uh, but there's, there's like cuteness to that. Mm-hmm. But the actual like joke jokes in this are all pretty groany, uh, yeah. if if anything, and there's a lot of characters slowly expositing. Yes, uh, this stuff. Yeah, it's 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 almost like Layton himself, particularly the way that he speaks. It's almost you know he's got a condens- condescension, um, yep. you know, because in a in a Sherlock like way, he's always five steps ahead of you. But it feels like he is explicitly trying to lull you into a sense of being like comfortable with him so that he can strike <laughs> just he'll unhinge yeah. his jaw and swallow you fucking whole as he, he talks about the duties of a gentleman the duties of a gentleman stuff is real weird <laughs> and that's, uh but yeah he's he is kind of uh yeah he's assumed a form a that we're comfortable it. with yeah, <laughs> it's some form we're all very comfortable with the human tube, the the, the dancing inflatable guy tube, but as a person. Hey, we'll um, make somebody buy a car. Yeah, the the uh, this is this is created by uh, Akihiro Hino, um, and he loved the series of puzzle books called Head Head Gymnastics. I love that. That I, that's very funny, uh, and I love I love old tiny puzzle books mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, like you get ones now, and I always feel like they're. You know, even if they're not advertised as such, they're mostly Sudoku, Sudoku's. Yes. Um, old variety puzzle books are great. Mm-hmm. Did you ever mm-hmm. have, uh, back when I was a kid, uh, Chris had these and I ended up just kind of like uh, reading them secondhand, uh, but just like books of lateral thinking puzzles. Yeah. Love those things. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. Well, the lateral thinking puzzles are amazing because they're, uh, they're either like incredible 
or they're just they're, tricks. <laughs> yeah, they're horrible tricks where it's just a like it, it depends on whether it's like question first or answer first. Uh-huh. You know, if it's answer first it's it's a riddle. Like there there's a there's an answer and you can guess it. Mm-hmm. If it's question first it sounds like somebody came up with a prompt and then somebody used that as a creative writing exercise. Yeah. To, to come up with the most complicated thing that could make that true. And then it gets down to like, oh nobody said this was on earth, stupid. <laughs> yeah, gravity. that stuff drives me fucking why, nuts. why did you assume gravity would work that way, you clod? It, it, it's uh, I, I've done that when you you know you go to Barnes and Noble and there's that horrible graveyard of like books they buy by the pound. Uh huh. Um, and I was like, ooh, lateral thinking puzzles. And every time I picked them up, thinking you know, hoping it was going to be the ones for my youth, mm-hmm. I pick it up and it's that shit. Yeah, you know, there's a non oh a non Newtonian physics wormhole opened up. Okay, <laughs> you know? okay. Yeah. Uh, the other version of these that were really cool were you be the judge books. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, those? yeah. Where it's like this guy says he's allergic to tomatoes, but his sandwich had ketchup on it. Mm. The game's afoot. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute. So they both drank the same drink, but he one was poisoned and the, and the other wasn't. Well, wait a minute. One of them drank faster. Haha, it was in the S cubes. Yeah, just like Bullshit. that kind of shit. <laughs> yes, go to hell. Yeah, I win, book. Um, I, I, I lower my flaming sword on you like an archangel. <laughs> yeah, toilet town for you. Um, yeah, those, those were great. And this was uh, head gymnastics I would also have gone apeshit for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the, these were made uh, by a uh, psychologist uh, named Akira Tago. Uh, he did them for like 40 years or something like that up until he died in 2016, started in uh, 1966, kind of putting these, uh, putting these out. And, uh, Tago actually ended up overseeing the development of the first game. Uh, like we've solved some of his puzzles in this because it incorporates puzzles from those books modified, obviously to, you know, use the touchscreen. Well, it was originally the, the idea was to make it an official Head yeah. gymnastics uh, again. There's a beta 64 video about this, about the uh, beta assets from the version of this that did not have a story really, hmm. and was just going to be a straight adaptation. Yeah, of uh, head gymnastics, and they ended up having this kind of compromise. That's when they added a story to it. Yes. Um. Initially, this game was not going to have plot mm-hmm. or characters, which is wild because, like, you know, that's the thing you associate with it. I think yeah. that the, a large portion of its success. Yeah. Um. You know, was that. Uh, but yeah, they ended up adding that as kind of just like a wrapper yes. for stuff when they couldn't, could not get the, uh, the official license for head gymnastics. Yeah. And then also like playing up and playing down the story and character aspect of it in different regions as well. Yeah. So like the, yep. Euro- the European box art was like, Hey, this is like brain age or whatever. You just have Layton down there in the corner waving at you. Whereas over here, you know, we have like a very beautifully illustrated, you know, cover showing a scene from the town. Right. Well, and the uh, the Japanese version of it, the back cover was positioned like Japanese uh, magazines mm-hmm. where they had interview quotes from the voice actors. It Ooh. was actually advertised with its voice acting cast like mm. a like a movie would be. Yeah. Um, because it was heavily marketed towards women. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, Layton is uh, inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Sherlock Holmes also owns another person, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the uh, <laughs> the slave owning Sherlock Holmes yeah. and Leighton. Uh, you know, the idea is this archetype of an English gentleman. Yes, 
Um, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's nicer than Sherlock Holmes. There, there's a, a darkness, obviously, mm-hmm. to Leighton. Yeah. Uh, the best Sherlock Holmes, he's actually just like a drug-addled prick. Oh, yeah. No, he's, a, he, he's just a monster. You know, he, he, yeah. he, he's, he's, he slumps into crime scenes like a shoggoth. It makes, uh, yeah. makes, makes Columbo look like, uh, look like a senator, you know? No one would talk to him. <laughs> like, he'd be the worst friend. Yeah. Like, Sherlock Holmes shows up at a party. It's an emergency. Like, it's like the cops showing up. Like, you gotta go. Yeah, we need you to, know? like, con- construct a series of barriers that will lead him back out to the street. <laughs> we send him out to fake prom. <laughs> Solve some clues, buddy. <laughs> like, leave some fingerprints around fake prom and decoy prom. And then, yeah, so Sherlock doesn't come. Oh, man. Uh, so this sold and reveal, re- reviewed well and kind of became this uh, tentpole for the DS. Uh, you know, kind of it was part of this, you know, second ish wave of games uh, on the DS. I associate it with the like the system moving beyond having really gimmicky touchscreen and starting to actually design games that thoughtfully used it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that wow. I think mostly happened after the DS Lite came out, kind of around this uh, 2006, 2007 time. And, and the, uh, the third wave of casual. Yeah. DS games. And I don't say that as a pejorative. I'm not a mom like an idiot, but mm-hmm. you know, the uh, Nintendo's brain age. Yeah. Like DS was positioned as a kind of an everyman's handheld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is um, a kind of a crossover thing, right? You get your adventure mm-hmm. gamers, you know, who are, are into point and clicks and you get your, uh, you know, brain teaser folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, a lot of these games are on mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the HD version uh, on my iPad. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Works. Uh, works very well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know that's a great way to play it, um, and there are a bunch of these uh, on on your phone, um, either through Apple Arcade or normally, and that's a great way to play them. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I... um, and and you know we're kind of complaining about this. I like this game. Mm-hmm. It's the the end of it uh, does get tedious. Yeah, and you know it's longer than it needs to be, but then the end is also when the plot gets funny. <laughs> so it, it's 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 kind of a kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. But the, the, you know, the late games are good. Like these mm-hmm. are these are cool. I like brain teasers. It's just this weird thing where I don't know if this was was your experience. There were just ones I gravitated towards and ones that were a chore. I think that's going to be the uh, case for everybody. Yeah, like find your weakness, right? Like yeah. people like different kinds of puzzles, mm-hmm. and this tries to cater to kind you know to everybody. Yeah, so they're yeah. you know you're, you're by, by by necessity maybe about like twenty percent of these are going to be things that you absolutely love, and twenty percent are just going to be um, those uh, liquid pouring puzzles, right? Yeah, I, I like the liquid pouring puzzles. You do? Oh my god, I hate those yeah. damn things. <laughs> no, those those ones are good to me. Oh, okay. Um, well. <laughs> the uh, you know the other thing too, and this is. Uh, like one of my axioms of puzzle and adventure games mm-hmm. is uh, playing them as an adult uh, with confidence is great because if you get something and it's like, this fucking sucks, just skip it. Yeah. Um, these have binary answers. It's not like, you know, you can't just skip orphan of costs. Right. You know, but you can just skip any of these fucking chess yeah. puzzles if you want to <laughs> like just look it up you can go look up clues. <laughs> right. I went searching for clues in an un- unorthodox place. Game facts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final note, too, before we get out of generalities, is this was supported with DLC. Yes. Um, which were puzzles of the week that you picked up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really clever way to do it. Like once yeah. a week for a long time, you would just get a new puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of those are pretty good. Like they experimented in those. Um, they're not, you know, part of the base game. We're not covering them because we're not covering individual puzzles. Yeah. Uh, on this, but they are neat. Yeah. Um, so if you end up getting this, uh, you can play those still now. Hmm. Um, those are available. Uh, I think on, there's a website 
Okay. Where you get them? Where did I see that? I was talking about it with somebody on the Slack and they mentioned it. Pretty sure there's a way to still get them now. Yeah. Um, and I fucked around with a couple of them and they're neat. Nice. Yeah. I, I know you that know. they had a they had a Flash implementation of like a demo for a while, but then Flash was hmm. deprecated. So that must not be how they're being done now. Sounds something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a cool it was a cool system. Nice. Let's get into it. Let's do. Uh, we, we have Luke uh, carrying all mm-hmm. the luggage, packing up the car for their big trip to St. Mystere. Um, uh, this opens up with and uh, very frequently is peppered with really nice um, fluid animated animated uh, I sections. Love these. Yeah. Yeah. They don't look like anything. Mm-hmm. Like they just like uh, one of the things that I that I really love about uh the way that these are drawn is they don't look when I say they don't look like anything. I mean, they specifically don't look like anime I had seen before, you know, yeah. to shut up. Like I know there's probably stuff that looks like this, but stuff that I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. or uh Disney. Right. Like it doesn't, it reminded me of when you would see, you know, in the eighties, like you'd watch a Don Bluth cartoon or something. Yeah. And be like, Oh, there's another way to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to look like Disney. It could look like secrets of Nim. Yeah. You know, you know? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, you, you know, like some, <laughs> like a weird, uh, Eastern European little mermaid, uh, VHS that I had that yes. fucking terrified me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love things that show that there are more than just like a strictly Eastern or Western style, even though I understand this was developed in Japan Yeah, and this is a, uh, you know, uh, in terms of origin and provenance yeah. it is, but the way yeah. it looks, it looks like something completely new and different. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a Japanese team doing what feels like, like, a you know, uh, like a Northern European, uh, kind of, uh, kind of animation yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, and it rules. You go. <laughs> it, it absolutely rules. Um, Luke says, Hey, why are we concerning ourselves with this inheritance case? You know, because it's a pretty good question. And Leighton says, this is more complicated than that. Uh, right. Baron Augustus Reinhold passed away two months ago, and his will revealed the existence of something called the Golden Apple, which is an invaluable treasure he's hidden away, and whoever can find it can keep it. Yes. Um, and the Baron's wife, Dahlia, sent a letter to Leighton asking him to come to the village, and uh, Leighton's gentleman thing is he does anything a woman says. Yes. Which uh, is him. That, strange. <laughs> that is his... Uh, his PUA mindset. <laughs> Bills, uh, that's what they told him to do. So they, uh, uh, she sent him a letter, and this letter contained a map that is also our first, uh, our first puzzle. Uh, you know, it doesn't just say like, "Hey, here's the path that you need to take." It is just a map of the roads and a prompt saying, "You know, Saint Mysterio is the one town on a road that doesn't lead to any other towns." Yes, uh, super easy. But just, you know, teaching you in the game's purpose of this is to to teach you the the format and the kind of the interface, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for doing these. And then the narrative uh, focuses to establish that nobody in this world acts normal. (laughs) Because if if somebody were like, hey, come help me with something, here's a little clue about where I live. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, again, grounds for grounds for fight. Yeah. Well, okay. I I Uh, guess I'm never going to show up because you're, you're not committed to actually getting me there. Cool. Thanks. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something that I like about the interface on this is that uh, there is a note taking function uh, that has, that has basically full undo. 
And at least mm-hmm. on, I can't remember how this is on the DS. It's been a very long time since I played it there. Uh, but on the uh, on the iPad, it it'll bring up a little like it'll overlay the paper over top of it's a the layer. Uh, yeah. So like on this one, it's like okay, I can bring this down, and you know, instead of just like memorizing, like okay, it can't be this one, can't be this one. I'm just making notes over top of it. Um, that mm-hmm. works very well with the way that I think. Um, and that ended up being something that I relied on. Um, throughout the entire game, whereas in other games, you know, that sometimes have features like these, it is not as useful as it is here. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the, the DS version works the same way Yeah, with that. Um, it's super good. Mm -hmm. Uh, as our intrepid weirdos, uh, approach the town, they see a feature on its uh, skyline. There's this gigantic crumbling tower. (laughs) Um, it looks like where the kid lived in the beginning of ready player one. Mm-hmm. Like just a bunch of, you know, shipping containers on top of each other. Yeah. Like crumbling. It's it's a weird blight town in the middle of <laughs> Samus Deer. It's like a bunch of uh, houses that have been uh, kind of like stacked, uh, stacked together here. It's like the house from uh, What Remains of Edith, Edith Finch. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's very strange. Uh, and if you think, oh, yeah, that's where this game is going to end. Uh, it absolutely does. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have to do a little puzzle to get into the the town um this one is about uh rotating a crank mm-hmm. so it's a visualization uh puzzle i'm good at these these are gary strengths yep same here um but like yeah. the, the, this is the this is one of those kind of things where like in your when you're in your freshman year of high school they'll make you take like aptitude tests to tell you what mm-hmm. kind of job you can do uh you know or you would be good at and there's just a whole series of them that are basically just this or like this flattened out shape if you folded this into a box what would the box yes. look like <laughs> yep well because back in when we were in high school uh they really thought one of the hottest jobs like ascendant <laughs> job was going to be crank reverser yep. you know like right now like they foolishly they didn't think it was going to be coding right. or anything to do with computers mm-hmm. it was going to be taking cranks and flipping them around in a different way <laughs> just day in day out <laughs> gotta get those bridge, flip. gotta get those bridges up and down my friend <laughs> yep and there's just a whole bunch of decoy cranks mm-hmm. they they added to uh uh but that's also a thing you go to your job and somebody's added a fucking decoy crank mm. this whole thing is like a, a simulation designed to get people to commit suicide <laughs> <laughs> or homicide town. It, it's just it, it's just it's one of those uh, psychological uh tests where it's like oh the actual test is the waiting room and they're waiting to see like who loses their patience and leaves yep. like this is just exactly. it's just a tolerance test is what it is <laughs> yeah this old man who lives in the fucking uh underground he's gotta go <laughs> Um, this is where the game begins as we enter the town. Yes. We get our title screen and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, 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 the town is apparently abandoned, but as we walk in, we're, you know, we start running into some villagers, you know, these are some, some puzzles are are mandatory, you know, you have to solve them to get, uh, you know, to get whatever piece of information the person is going to give you. Oftentimes you will run into a puzzle just by talking to somebody, you know, to see if they will advance things for you. Um, and you can back out of those if you want to. Yeah, or you're just hunting for puzzles. Like, yeah. I always wanted to get all the puzzles. It Actually, it kind of changed as I was getting, you know, losing patience with the game. Like, in mm-hmm. the first half, I was really scouring for puzzles. And then by the time I was ready for it to be done, like, six or seven hours in, I was just letting the chapter roundup do it. Yeah, yeah. I was following the critical path, and I'll just do these all inside Grandma's Weird Hut and have her watch me do it. <laughs> so. Yep. I will do it to entertain her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but you get a few uh, like kind of like different kinds of puzzles. I've made a note of these like incidental incidental puzzles where the first of a a kind of puzzle shows up as well. Mm-hmm. We don't have to hit all these, but like if any of these uh, stick out to you, there one that uh, that got me that like tripped me up because I felt like I figured out like I, I felt like I knew how to do it, but I kept getting the wrong answer. Was counting the number of times a digital clock display will show the same yeah. number three times in a row. Same. Yeah. Uh, what what fucked me up was ten oh one through ten oh nine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that zone. Mm-hmm. So same. Um, yeah. Uh, that one was really hard. That one got me. Uh, the weights one I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Like when they do these weights ones where you have a limited number of ways and you have to kind of like determine uh, which side is heavier or which weight uh, is actually off calibrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and this section ends with us uh, in front of the manor. Uh, talking to the servant Ramon, who's going to end up being important. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's real fucking creepy. Yep. <laughs> uh, looking in general, I was like, oh, this guy's the killer. <laughs> um, and he gives you the uh, the three wolves and three baby chickens. Well, uh, river crossing puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I had, you know what? I had never run into this version of it before. The the three wolves and the three baby chickens. The one that I grew up with, like chickens I, and sacks of grain. Yeah, it's the chicken, the wolf, yeah. or the the chicken, the fox, and the sack of grain. Like I have a distinct memory of my dad, like asking me that like just before some kind of school activity and like walking me through it yeah yeah um yeah they do a couple different variations of this one as well Mm so yeah classic yeah and that's just about recognizing that like oh i can i can move the same thing back and forth a bunch of different times like i don't you know this move can just be to set things up for the next one yep and you can have uh moves where one thing goes across yeah it doesn't always have to be two um, inside the manor, uh, we run into Matthew, who is kind of like um, a Final Fantasy one version of Bob Balaban, <laughs> uh, in terms of how he looks. Yeah, uh, he's the butler. <laughs> he, he always uh, looks panicked. I love it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really having a hard time. <laughs> uh, and he gives us our first matchstick uh, puzzle. Um, I, I get the sense that these are controversial uh, according to the internet. I always like these. Yeah, uh, this is the kind of visualization that works for Gary. Yeah, like th- this is the one with the dog that gets hit. It's like, okay, you know, here's here's a little matchstick figure of a dog. You know, by only moving two of these, can you make it so that it looks like he's been hit by a car? The trick being, you don't have to show it from the same perspective. The second one, yeah. you just make it look like he was squ- squashed flat, and you're looking at him from above. I also uh, don't mind this. Don't mind these. Um, or like when it shows up, like here's the pyramid of coins. Can you invert it by only moving two or three of them? Yes, stuff I like, like that. that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the you know my Cracker Barrel heritage coming through that like I've just run into these a lot. Uh, but like mm-hmm. even when they've popped up, I know they're a, they're a big deal in uh, Hotel Dusk. Like those are ones that trip people up in the, in that game and its sequel. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is not a problem for me. No, and we're, there there are ones I absolutely find annoying. Yes, uh, that that are not that are my weakness. It just starts off like not just these easy versions of them. I mean, mm-hmm. historically, if I'm moving a matchstick, I'm having a good time in this game. <laughs> yep, I'm laughing, clapping, uh, pointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we get to go meet the the family, the knives out, you know, group of of malcontents, uh-huh. inheritance malcontents. Yeah, the terrible adult children, uh, the Shits Creeks. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we get some hints here as well. Um, we look at the paintings and we see that the Baron had a daughter who is not, uh, in the picture anymore. whose name is Flora. 
Yeah. Uh, she's the only character who has a head shape like that. So when a mysterious yes. woman uh, shows up later, it is very anticlimactic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as we step in to talk with the terrible adult children, um, Dahlia's fluffy little cat, Claudia, uh, runs past us and she is furious that we didn't stop her. And Layden is really quick to jump on the grenade about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, uh, it's a, uh, you know, he's, he's going to go get this cat. There's a, there's an element of simping to professor Layton in his gentleman PUI PUA mindset that he yeah. provides. Oh, just, you a, know? just a fucking white knight carrying that printer up and downhill. Yeah. He, he is absolutely a dog for that WAP. <laughs> and like, it's just, it comes through. Like he's not gonna notice you, bro. Like, <laughs> these puzzles, it's not gonna work. Oh man. <laughs> um we're introduced to, to a kind of puzzle that I, I generally don't like because mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember enough about them. Yeah. Um, which are ones about geometry. Mm-hmm. Um I appreciate that these are not math problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're oh, they're always tricks. It it's like, you know, here's a couple of triangles uh or a circle in a triangle. And you can intuit the length of one side that you need based yeah. on the information there, yeah. even if it's not uh, immediately obvious. Yeah, you don't have to do the Pythagorean theorem. It's just like, okay, we know, we know that like what ultimately ends up being the length of uh, one of the, like the radius of the circle, and because one of the sides of the triangle just goes from. Uh, the center of the circle out out to the end. That's what we're guessing. Like, oh, that's just the radius. It doesn't matter what angle it is. It's always going to be the same because yeah. this is a circle. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time with these. Yeah, I'm um, I'm even fine. I, I get that they're I, I get that they're not just uh, math mm-hmm. problems. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we had to go get the cat. Um. And when we leave the manor, one of the weirdest things about Layton. Um, is that one of the guys from uh, Wacky Races <laughs> yep. uh, follows him around? Got it. It's a real snavely whiplash kind of guy. Yeah. And... Yeah. He's got his own Dr. Wiley. <laughs> he has a, he has a, what's his name? A Moriarty. Uh, this guy yep. who crash lands, you know, he appears and he's covered in smoke. And, you know, we, we see him mostly in silhouette, but uh, I'm going to get you, Leighton. Uh, so yeah. he's going to, he's going to be around trying to, trying to screw things up for us. Uh, but this yep. is a this is a cutaway. He's not going to attempt to murder us for another few chapters. Yeah. Uh, so we start chapter two, uh, the fugitive feline about us getting this cat. There's a lot of this game that is just you going somewhere and them telling you to check somewhere else. Ooh, that's the most of the game. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. The Singing City did that all the time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up playing them at the same time, so <laughs> it was a real overloader uh, overload of uh, going one place and saying yeah. you should check in on the other side of town. Yeah, just gee, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't, I haven't emptied a bowling ball's hole for years. Got to go back across town. Yeah, uh, yeah. just 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 a whole bunch of uh, yeah, just chains of chains of going and talking to folks in a, in a row. But you're just asking asking around about this cat, seeing if people saw it. Some of them play coy with you. Some of them say, "I'll solve this solve, solve this puzzle first, and then I'll tell mm-hmm. you if I did or did not see it." Uh, and this is how you're going to yeah. get a bunch of you're going to work toward your quota. Uh, pretty heavily here yeah uh so uh one of the new types we get here uh so the ones that are the trick question puzzles yeah uh these are the i like these a lot mm-hmm. these are amongst my favorites yeah um so like a candle is burning you know and it's like if you like this many how many do you have left do you think it's gonna be a math problem um but the only the ones that you did not light will remain yes because the other ones will burn out yeah and they throw in a bunch of unnecessary detail you know to kind yeah. of trip you up 
you know, interested. There's a person who stabbed. There's no knife, but there's a puddle on the floor. Uh, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a similar one where, like, it's it describes this venue where a bunch of different events need to happen and says, hey, which which chair, like, uh, of these This, this is so weird. This is, th- yeah, this... I, I, I overthought this. And that ends up being yeah. the challenge for a lot of these is just, like, okay, like, don't think past the solution, right? Yeah. This one, I, I think, is kind of uh, with the optical illusion one with the hat. Yeah. Uh, with an height, where it's not really a puzzle. No. You know, th- this one is, uh, so the solution to that one is you realize that the convocation center uh, is going to have a lot of different events, which means um, <laughs> deploying different numbers of chairs. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you'd want chairs that stack. Yeah. And that's not that's not a puzzle. That's uh, that's just a so question like, about like, like, like logistics. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah, just this office administration. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Super strange. Yeah. If somebody handed me this, I'd feel like they were trying to get me to do their job for them. Like, no, you fucking yeah. go through this catalog. See what yeah. you see okay. what you my, need. My OfficeMax.com days are over. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that that uh the, the optical illusion. Uh I, I I regret to say that I did take a post-it note and uh just just you know mark the measurements figure it and out. see yeah because i'm not just going to do it like no i'm not going to trust my eyes because fuck that it's an optical well, that's illusion the point of them yeah <laughs> like there's, there's not really a puzzle there no <laughs> you know yeah a little bit closer is uh the serpinski triangle uh formation like mm-hmm. how many of the triangles that that you need to draw in order to make mm-hmm. this uh you know big triforce of 36 triangles kind of understanding that there are the ones you draw and then there are the implied triangles within negative space yeah ones this one is really good for the uh the overlay yes like when they do things like this mm-hmm. um uh there's a little bit like an optical illusion of a, whether it's an old lady or a young lady yeah they do that by having you uh flop little tiles uh, that's fine and then there's a route tracing one um these i generally like as well mm-hmm. in the game where you're drawing on the map yeah uh, to do this, the idea here is you're trying to find uh, four different routes from uh, an A to a B, uh, where so they, they they don't intersect. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, since you're actually drawing on the map, there's like a pleasant tactileness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you immediately know when you fail. Yeah. It's not like you submit, uh, you know, a proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just works when it works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I generally like those, you know, and it's, you know, you can iterate on it rapidly. So it's like, oh, I'm tracing these four routes. I'll start with the shortest one first, you know, or the, yeah. the, the shortest apparent one and then work, work it away around from there. Yeah. Uh, when we go back to the drawbridge keeper, he says he lost the crank. Uh, so we're trapped. Everyone is trapped. how much food do you have do you eat food (laughs) yeah (laughs) the uh, there's a cafe but i've never seen anyone eat nope um we go to the inn to rent out our rooms so we have our furniture game as we redecorate this hotel Mm -hmm. and an old woman named agnes uh gives us fish bones to kill claudia the cat yep hey Um, i mean that's not really what it is but it doesn't really seem like a way to kill this cat yeah uh so fish bones are what the cat pulls out of their throat you don't put them into the cat (laughs) Yeah, no, you'll never run away again. <laughs> the, the, uh... Oh man! Uh, and the puzzle that she gives you here is uh, you got some angry pigs and you have to separate them with just three lines. Just a, a pretty basic, you know, uh, pegboard. Yeah, finding this, the this intersection. Is very cracker barrel. Yeah, yeah. I'm stretching some rubber bands between some pins with a thing drawn on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but this we... is where we get we get some Chekhov's guns here. 
uh, yeah. at the end. Uh, we see the creepy abandoned amusement park. We see the tower. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not going to go to those things yet because uh, now we, uh, outside of the amusement park, we have uh, given Claudia the fish bones so we <laughs> can get her back to the manor. Yep. So we can we, we can haul her carcass back there um, where Matthew, again, uh, is distraught. Uh, somebody has murdered Simon, uh, the pointy nephew of the Baron. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, a policeman has shown up mm-hmm. that we're introduced to our inspector Chelmy. <laughs> uh, this angry, like Willem Foe liney face looking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, just a 100% jowl, uh, on, yep. the, on the sliders there. And he's a real jerk. And he immediately is trying to pin every single thing on Layton. Yeah. This is where you run into the really funny little bits of Luke, like just getting furious <laughs> on Layton's behalf, much like a Charizard would get furious <laughs> on Ash's behalf. You know, <laughs> he does turn pretty red. <laughs> yeah, he just like he gets deployed by by Layton to fight his battles. <laughs> just picture him flying, just with his arms out, making airplane noises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My boy bomb. Um, <laughs> Matthew says, uh, Chelmy took the body mm-hmm. as soon as, uh, as soon as he arrived. Um, but a strange cog was found on the ground where he fell. Yeah. And, uh, we pick the, we get a little, uh, item rotation puzzle here. Um, but this cog is going to be important. This is a little clue and it starts the, a subscreen of mysteries. Yeah. Um, when we run to weird things in town, uh, that have kind of running plot things, mm-hmm. uh, these mysteries get updated. They're just kind of, it's kind of like your mind palace. It shows where your clues. Yeah. Uh, what clues you found so far it's funny because these fill up over the course of the first eight eight chapters and then they fall in cutscenes immediately immediately, just one by one when you get to the last it's very good um uh this is where we get another kind of puzzle here the uh let's call this like positioning logic you know uh so we've got this quarreling family like you know a a will not sit next to b but c will not sit next to a um, yeah, you know, tr- D sets are across from F. It's yeah, yeah. You, you, you uh, get these a- bum me out. These are, these are anti Gary puzzles. Yeah, I am. Um, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because you you'll do a similar thing to this with uh, math, or it'll be like this person's age is this mm-hmm. uh, compared to this person, and I can handle those. Yeah, um, you, do, you do a lot of those actually. The relative age puzzles, you know, yeah. like at, at one point I was double, but then the next year I was triple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I, those don't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the bad version of that to me. Yeah. Uh, is uh, positioning. So. Yeah. Um, Ramon is missing the servant, uh, and Dahlia thinks he might've been killed. Um, and Leighton says, of course we have, to, you know, he keeps saying, you know, you're a detective, you take care of this. Oh, I'm not a detective, <laughs> uh, but these are related to the apple. So okay. I'm on the case. <laughs> you're, you're not a detective. <laughs> I am not, a, I'm not a detective, sir. All right. Set up a perimeter, sir. Bagging and tagging. Yeah. Give me this, give me the suspects <laughs> down on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody leaves. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he, he's on the case. He's going to go looking for, uh, go looking for Matthew or go looking for, uh, go looking for Ramon. Ramon. Yes. Uh, the weird lizard like, uh, Ramon, uh, which yeah, involves ta- <laughs> uh, this, this involves going, uh, go, going and talking to people and following lines of clues as it always does. Uh, before we go, we can actually talk to Matthew, uh, the panics, the panicked, uh, Butler about a painting that we see in a parlor, uh, it appears to show Dahlia with Flora, uh, you know, the daughter mm-hmm. with uh, with the wife of Matthew says, no, that's not Dahlia. It's the Baron's first wife who happens to look and act just <laughs> like her. <laughs> yep. Uh, it should basically spell it out for you. Yeah. What's happening here? Um, 
we go around asking uh, people around, and this is where people are like, I didn't see him. Check this place across town. Mm-hmm. And you have to walk around a lot, and it sucks. Yeah. Um. So we get um, our kind of logic grids about uh, prisoners telling the truth. Like if there are four people, uh, you know, which one of them is lying? Mm-hmm. A says this, B says this, et cetera. Yeah. Um, finding which puzzles can't be drawn with a continuous line. Yeah. Um, and then another trick question, which, you know, my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the line ones are cool because uh, even, even if you don't actually do the work of drawing the lines, <laughs> you can kind of look at them and see what is different about one. Yeah. And into it, like they're, they don't just function as, you know, uh, they function as spot the different puzzles in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this has an actual X, yeah, you know, across, or th- this, this has a, a Y junction mm-hmm. and yeah. you, know, you can't really do a Y junction, you know, in this. Yeah. This one uh, has this one. an odd number of intersections versus an, you know, an even number of yeah. intersections, you know, or intersections where more than two meet. Right. Stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I dig those. Yeah. And the, and, and the, and the match lighting question is, is really good. Again, just don't think past this, you know, it gives you a list yep. of all of these things. You know, he wants to, he wants to light up the room. He wants to cook his food and he wants to heat his bath. What does he need to light first? Don't think past it. He needs to light the match first. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Ramon's not around. He's not on the side of town that we're on. Um, but we've sell, solved a certain amount of puzzles. So an absolute monster man named Deke, <laughs> yep. uh, past the clock tower be, uh, to get to the rest of the village. Cause we yeah. met this thrush, threshold. Yeah. Deke is a very phallic looking man with perfectly round eyes and a perfectly round mouth of teeth. He looks like a, yeah, he looks a little bit like a, a dick sh- sucking blow up doll <laughs> or something, <laughs> but of your nightmares. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's very shocked to find himself transformed into a <laughs> bachelor party doll. Well, wouldn't you be? <laughs> yeah. You know, thinner. You know, and you just... <laughs> oh, um, man. Uh, but uh, if, if, we, if we've if we passed 12, which clearly you would have, uh, we're able to go through this uh, little path into the clock tower here. But we do need to uh, 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 solve a puzzle for him uh, before he can get to the rest of the village. I like this one as well. Uh, these, mm-hmm. like, what's the next in the pattern based on these? Yeah. Showing what appears to be, like, dice pips uh, correlated to, to numbers. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously it's not counting the numbers, but you can quickly discern, you know, based on the fact that it's, you know, three, six, nine, and then so on. Um, uh, it is corresponding to clock hand positions. Yeah. yeah. I dig this too. It feels resident evilly to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, we continue through, we're talking to randos getting puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's in terms of like types, this is where the relative age puzzle yeah uh, starts and the sliding uh block puzzle i hate it so goddamn much <laughs> these don't bug me uh, i do not mind the sliding blocks uh until it becomes you know this could be solved in as few as 75 moves yeah uh, at the end but the early versions of these i find kind of satisfying yeah i i despise them i don't care if it's eight i don't care if it's 15 um just send it into the sun i fucking hate it yeah, nothing. Uh, this, this game it finds your weakness. It's yeah. it's not uh, not your even your weakness. It just no. You know, I think it's rare the person who's just like I just like all these shits. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Bring it on. How do I bet that everybody has a good time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, another one here, like this uh, this coin string uh, pull puzzle. I, I do like yeah. this where it's like, hey, here's a here's a big maze of string. You know, it's one string laid out all, um, uh, you know, in a, in a coil, basically. And there are coins in here. If I pull this tight, how many will be above and how many will be below? 
and yeah, uh, you follow the maze, like yeah. what's on the right side of the string versus what's on the left side of the string. Oh, so so you follow you follow the maze. For me, I um, it's it's like I uh, pour water into it, it, like in my head, like visually, like I I to basically oh. anything that is pointed up, I color in and then count any yeah, of it yeah. that is uh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's there's different like those are all the things that are on the left side of the string screen yeah. uh, string. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh this is uh this is one um I had a, a moment where I was like, well, how would you, you know I, I did this puzzle and I was like, how would you even hint for this? Yeah, and the first hint is there's really no hint. You just have to work it out. <laughs> uh, and then there are two more hints. Uh, yeah. I looked them up online to yeah. figure out how they would hint for this. Yeah, it's just like um, oh, you know, just you you just do it. You know, like this, yep. and it's weird because that means that this is just a patience test, right? But yeah, yeah, it's it's just a fun one. If, if they had done increasingly complicated versions of these, oh, like yeah. that'd be a little bit obnoxious. I think this is the only one that exists. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one that I found anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. but we're hitting all of these on this just wild goose chase, looking after Ramon. They say, "Oh, he's a party animal." I saw him, you know, t- at this cafe. I'm like, "Oh, is is this kind of person?" Uh, we learn a couple yeah. of facts, though. Um, we learn that, um, you know, people have been disappearing. The people who disappear are usually, uh, like sick or tired for a while before it happens. And whenever it happens, there is a loud noise that emanates from the tower and they see a strange yeah. old man, um, carrying big old sacks around town. Yeah. Person sacks. Um, and we see, this is where we see the, uh, oh no, 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 not yet. We still haven't seen Ramon sticking out of the person sack. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, the sad sack that he runs into, uh, cause just learning about this is a weird chapter break. Yep. <laughs> um, cause now all of a sudden it's night falls, which is another chapter out of nowhere. Yes. So, yeah. It, get, yeah. it gets dark and you know, the people who are out on the, out on the streets change and certain, um, uh, buildings are going to be open. Uh, but the hunt continues. Yes. Um, so, uh, new puzzles that we're getting, um, that are, uh, new, new, mm-hmm. um, one of them that I like here that is controversial is the aliens, uh, describing a compass. I, I can take thing. or leave this one, honestly. Uh, yeah. d- d- I, just, I understand just... people who dislike them, but mm-hmm. I, I dislike it, but I was just like, oh, that sounds like a compass. The, the, it's not a very like well-designed puzzle. The, the, um, <laughs> the, 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 the wording on it was kind of strange a, because they talked about putting a hole in the paper, which I focused on a little bit. And mm-hmm. the compass, you know, to me, doesn't necessarily always put a hole in the paper and the way they described like marking a distance from the point, um, did not imply that a circle was being drawn. It says like drawing attention to the hole. Yeah, that, that they drew or something like that, and maybe I've just had that experience with the compasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the tools I used absolutely the least in in life. I always think yeah. that a compass should be called a protractor, and a protractor should be called a compass. Doesn't doesn't yeah. a compass look like it protracts? It it might protract, yeah, a little bit. It, it looks more like it does a verb. Yep. <laughs> you know, it also was just a stabbing implement in school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, people, people would stab. There'd be like every once in a while, somebody would think they were like doing a tattoo, like mm-hmm. dip it in India ink and stab themselves. Yeah. Or ru- you know? ru- ruin their eraser. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school. <laughs> high school. Um, what else we got here? Uh, the, the Tetris sheet thing, the stamp division. I'm glad there weren't more of these. Yeah. Like I like this, but this is, uh, this was a little bit obnoxious to me. Yeah, um, th- th- this yeah. was just the right level of complexity. If it got any bigger or more complicated, then I would probably uh, lose uh, l- lose patience with it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, uh, so there are a couple of trick ones here. So the one that I like is the like the uh, the germ multiplication. Uh, oh, or sure. No, uh, no yeah, the, yeah. The, the the mouse multiplication saying, OK, two you know, two mice will, um, you know, double in this amount of time. If you have one mouse, how many mice will you have at the end of an hour or something like that? And it's like, yeah. no, you're just going to have one. You know, one mouse won't yeah. multiply. Yeah, the mouse can't self-breed. <laughs> I mean, the mouse can self-suck. We've developed the technology, but it's not going to create more mice. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, the, the, the trick question that I don't like is the one about like, oh, you can, you know, trace the biggest star that you scan, that, that you can That's in the annoying. sky. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so like using the, like only the objects that are in space, intuiting that the little tree that is poking up is one that you can That's use the, as an, as an, as a vertex. As a point. Yeah. That's the issue is that, uh, the tree isn't the point in space. Nope. Like I kept trying to make this work with, uh, touching the earth or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I, cause I figured out the point of it, but it had to be that little tree. Yeah. It's very silly. Um, the two barbers one is good. That's classic. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like which one of these barbers would you go to, mm-hmm. you know? Well, there are no other barbers down. You go to the one with the, uh, the bad hair. Yes. Cause yeah. Um, yeah, super good. Uh, we get to this, uh, we get to the end of this thing, this puzzle gate, we need to have 30, uh, before, uh, you know, he'll continue to send us on our way. And so there's a guy named Prosciutto lives in the North of the village. And, uh, he might, uh, he might know, have some information for us. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he saw, he saw the old man carrying somebody off in a sack. So he might be able to get more details. Uh, we get one better though. We, when we head up that direction, we see the old man running off with Ramon and a sack. And it's very funny because they obviously just took the asset of Ramon standing there. You know, with mm-hmm. his with his just idle face, and they just kind of like like drew like drew the bag around it on this guy's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's he rude. was a yeah. man, like he was a mannequin or a cardboard cutout. <laughs> he is kind of a mannequin. Yeah, you know, lots of real dolls. <laughs> um, he has a cog. We yes. start to the ground. We find a cog here as well. Yeah. Um, go back to the to to the manor, and say like, hey, somebody's kidnapped here, and Ramon shows up, and yeah. he seems fine. He has no memory, and this. Uh, you know, adds to Chelmy's case that we're a malcontent and a liar. Yeah, I mean, things were trying to start a panic by saying there's a kidnapper about. Obviously, he just went to the market. morning we're gonna try again wake up in our hotel uh tell me you sent for us yeah um, um this is about when we start finding diary pages on the ground with very direct um exposition yes. about what's going on yeah um th- this page right here mentions that lady violet uh the first wife of the baron has been uh, feeling terribly ill uh we're gonna be getting more of these as we go yeah uh we get up to the manor Chelmy is berating matthew for serving him sweets he hates sweets everyone knows it Mm-hmm. Um, this ends up being important later to the parlor scene. It's a load-bearing um, fritter. <laughs> yeah, it's a load-bearing fritter. Uh, Tommy dismisses says, you know, you're useless on this case. So we're like, okay, well, you know, there's no, let's not worry about the murder. Let's go get the, that golden apple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and start asking around, uh, looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one, finding uh, which is the tallest part of this pile of uh, stacked rectangles. 
you know, kind of yeah. like different sheets of paper. Uh, that yeah, was a visualization puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Kind of imagining how it would look at a three quarter, like how a three object would look at a three quarter head perspective. Yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, I also like the logic of, uh, cutting the, uh, cutting the ring, um, and the tangle of rings to make a single chain. That was good. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like breaking it out into like a little node chart kind of deal. Um, this is, uh, our, I think our first straight up pegboard. Yeah. So for Crackle Barrel fanatics, <laughs> uh, this is, we've, we've gone down to Cracker Barrel Junction. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is just, you know, intuiting like, oh, you can make a cross of 90 degree angles in this. It is, you know, like it, it can be at, ro- at a rotation to make it bigger, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, talk to Matthew. He says that, uh, you know, we're, we're like, hey, who would know the Baron? best that's how we're going to find this apple uh, he says ingrid used to work as a servant in the manor she might know more yeah um so we go there and she talks about how the baron's uh, first wife is buried on manor land so we go to desecrate <laughs> let's get your shovel boy yeah. uh, <laughs> not again sir <laughs> i said get the shovel boy a gentleman always digs up his prey <laughs> come mystery's about oh dare night um, yeah, so <laughs> kind of go down into this vault and we find, uh, this, you know, very beautiful statue of Violet underground, um, you know, amidst kind of this field of flowers, um, and Matthew, you know, points out to us, um, you know, the Baron's journal, you know, if you're interested in this, you may want to read this and you, know, you poke through and it talks very cryptically about the craftsmanship of what we have to assume is the statue saying, oh, it reminds yeah. me of my sweet Violet when she was alive. Flora doesn't like the th- doesn't like the thing at all. I-, I like this misdirect because it actually does complicate things a little bit for you. Like it it is one of the briefest moments where it points away from everything being robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also is um, once you realize this is robots, it's a great little moment of darkness. Yeah. Uh, Flora not liking the thing and running away from it. Uh huh. Is a really lived in sad little detail. Yeah, I, I'm sad. I'm sad to say I doubt Flora will ever take to it. I can't blame her as I've changed its memory. Uh, the truth of what's happening here is so much more tragic than any of the trappings indicate. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the, the jaunty soundtrack. Yep. Like the, the goofs about, you know, all this stuff. Like it is actually like a really weirdly sad story that is not treated with any gravitas whatsoever. Yep. Um, it's very funny. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, he's left everything. His diary ends with him leaving everything in Bruno's care. We don't know Bruno and we know everyone in town. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows Bruno. So uh that that's a that's a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh our only clue, you know, that just uh the Baron left uh, the location of this secret place with an old friend. So we need to go find this old friend out in the town. Yeah. Uh some some more puzzles that show up, but nothing that's uh breaking too much new ground. Mm-hmm. I hear there's a variation on though. Would you rather make a thousand dollars or one penny doubled every uh, day for a month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a little variation on that, but mm-hmm. it's always whatever's not intuitive. <laughs> right. Or it's, it wouldn't be a question. So yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah just uh, also take, take lower pay that increases that increases more frequently. Yay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, uh, so while we're out searching for this friend, we, you know, something kind of strange happens. Uh, the sausage vendor who's been giving us some puzzles, uh, every time we talk to him, uh, he says, Hey, that vase that you ordered, uh, is here and tries to hand it to us. Uh, but we didn't order a vase and he calls us crazy. Obviously you were here. Something's yeah. up. Yeah. This subplot is real strange. Yeah. What this vase is going to lead to. <laughs> what did all the weird, uh, you know, um, 
you know, uh, uh, similarities between this and the sinking city. Oh yeah. You know, it's like framing that happens about two thirds of the way through <laughs> in both of them. Yep. Um, we, fi- we find this newspaper article about Chelmy, uh, and this one, you know, he's very nice. He loves, uh, sweet potato fritters. Yeah. Um, you know, he loves sweets actually. Yeah. It's his favorite word. Especially when they're made by his wife. You know, this is just describing a very nice Chelmy, not the bastard that we've seen. Yeah. Not dark Chelmy. <laughs> um, but the Baron's old friend is this vendor uh, named Archibald. Uh, we can go talk to him. And he says, yeah, uh, the Baron gave me this desk of his uh, right before he passed away. If you want to search this, you can. And you do. You just kind of poke around at it with your stylus. Uh, and you get uh, the kind of this, this hidden sh- sheet of paper um, with a rectangle on it and a red X marking a spot on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Can you use this later? Um, we get called back to the inn where the innkeeper says, you know, another tenant just dozed and dashed. Um, his, he left his room, he trashed his room and it sounds like our weird little Dr. Wiley. Yeah. The way yeah. that she uh, describes him. Smells like cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the description of the smell is funny because it took me a minute to realize it wasn't just that he's just a stinky guy. It's because he crash landed and we saw him covered in smoke before. Um, yeah. cause he did a Robotnik crash into the town. Yeah. I just assume that he smelled like smoke because he smoked and that's gross. Yes. You also, know? but you're, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we've kind of reached a, uh, you know, we, we, we have this, uh, we, we have this sheet of paper, uh, but we've reached a bit of a stopping point. So this takes us to chapter six, the elusive tower, uh, where we start turning our sight to this tower, which nobody, uh, nobody that, we, that we've talked to has ever mentioned going there. And in fact, if it is, if it has ever come up, uh, it has been people saying like, Hey, it's real scary, you know, stay away yeah. from that place. Yeah. Um, we end up with, so this is an infamous puzzle. Um, this one where, uh, you're getting a text message or you're getting a message from a girl and you're trying to figure out what the secret <sighs> message is. I hate this thing. And so the much. idea is just that she has like fumble fingers when she's texting, mm-hmm. but they're not like offset in the same direction even. No. So, you know? um, the, <laughs> in any other puzzle, what would be extraneous information, uh, which is the, the, the direction on the, um, on the piece of chocolate, uh, like which side of it has a bite taken out of it, uh, like with, with the number mm-hmm. that is indicating which direction the key is off. Also, yes. it's not a person who is texting this message to you. This is a person who normally texts. They don't usually sit down and write something at a QWERTY keyboard. Uh, and also this is typed in chocolate. <laughs> so yeah. you are you you are looking at it, seeing okay, the direction of the bite is here, which means that you know if this is a T and it's pointing to the right, they actually meant to type a Y. Uh, this is yeah. way too many unintuitive leaps. It's real stupid, and the message is text me. <laughs> um, <laughs> they make come conversation on. hurts to say this now. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't I don't care for that one. Uh, one yeah. bit. Uh, I do like constructing the cubes with the smallest number of wires, but again, that's just spatial yeah. reasoning stuff. Yeah, it is fine. Um, we can't get to the base of the tower. There's a wall in the way. Yeah. Um, we inspect it. And this woman with a scarf on her head comes over who is Flora mm-hmm. looks like Flora and has the same head shape. Yep. Uh, says stay away from the tower. Yeah. Um, I don't know why mm-hmm. she's telling us to stay away from the tower. You think she'd want to be rescued, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. She's also saying, Hey, stay away from the tower, but she, but she leaves a brochure for us pointing us to where we can find the key to the tower. 
Yeah, it's real mixed messaging, and I can only assume it's because of the mountains of abuse she's suffered. I mean, if everything in this town is a puzzle and puzzles are the only way to communicate, she can't say directly what she wants. Yeah, it's like a geese. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but we we do find a brochure here. It is pointing to uh, the amusement park. Um, you know, she must have left it as a clue for us. And as we leave, we get uh, the the villain uh, cackling, saying, "Ah, yes, you're walking right into my trap." Yep. Uh, so we the park gate is locked. So we need to find the caretaker, uh, who is also the guy who works in the sewers. So there's a sewer level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Professor Layton, um, you go downstairs, and we meet uh, this man named Pavel, who felt like an Easter egg, yeah, from a different series of this thing that was not. A transmedia property in the first place uh-huh you know it's like oh this is from the anime you know th- <laughs> this is this is a character from the, yeah. from the book this is based on no it, it's, it's just a, a pavel it's just a guy he's an explorer yeah. he has a terrible sense of direction uh he happens to speak in this weird pigeon of a bunch of different languages yeah he's he's not a robot and he gets accounted for like later like lucas like was he a robot and they're like, no no i don't think so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so i didn't see him leave the tower <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's super bizarre. Yeah. Uh, we eventually find the caretaker, uh, who, of course, has to solve a puzzle mm-hmm. um, with these uh, these circles that are within squares. And we have to find out uh, how many times larger the largest square is than the smallest square. Yeah. Uh, so very similar to those geometry yeah. uh, numbers. You just have to rotate the squares to see the relative sizes. It's it's pretty yeah. easy. I overthought this one um, and started, like, yeah. breaking out area. I mean, just, like, I, I would find myself writing equations, and I was like, fuck, this is for kids cold yeah this is just for 10 year olds stop it (laughs) yep yep yep. no need yeah yeah um we get more uh pegboard puzzles down here we also get a magic square puzzle uh the first of these Mm -hmm. i like a magic square you know Mm. uh making uh Mm. making all the rows and columns and diagonals adding add up to the same number uh those are good i i really hate a magic square oh uh, it is a similar to a, to a Sudoku to me. Oh, yeah. uh, anytime I can just put numbers in a box, it just feels patiency to me. Yeah. Uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, luckily they don't do a lot of these. No, there's only one more. And, like, and weirdly the one in the tower is easier than this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we make our way, we get the key, we get into the park and uh, we find a mural of Flora. We find another diary page. Uh, the older she gets, the more young miss is catching on to the village's secret. <laughs> Um, and this amusement park, uh, the boss ordered it to keep her happy, built yeah. to keep her happy. Yeah. Um, again, just trying to make her like her cage a little bit more tragic. Yeah. 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 Very Bioshock infinite. <laughs> uh, there's a strange structure out on the lake that has been very conspicuously chained shut. Uh, you know, it's just like a, like a, like an entrance to a, you know, catacomb or whatever it is. As we go to leave, uh, this villain cuts the, uh, cuts the Ferris wheel loose. And we get, us to, we get just a real slapstick sequence of Luke and Layden trying to avoid the Ferris wheel as it chases them throughout the amusement park. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm in a way worse game. This would have a QTE. Yep. And actually, I'm glad it's just a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, we avoid it and it, it smacks open that structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is an entrance, another entrance to the, the sewers um, we can get into. Uh, there is a uh, little puzzle where we had to find um, intersecting lines to point and find an arrow mm-hmm. in the, in the shape. So it's all these kind of like random, uh, almost mosaic 
yeah kind of bits like a stained glass window and we're we're coming up with the the arrow that is there if you follow only certain lines mm-hmm. very simple but it tells you which way to go yeah um and we get another sliding block uh puzzle yeah this is the first of the ones that's the uh the escape you know like you got to get this uh you know slide these around so that this ball will get to the other end yeah yep yep yeah. Uh, and we find a small, uh, strange room mm-hmm. down here. Yeah. And behind yeah. a painting in this room is a key, uh, where the body of the key appears to be identical to the tower. Um, we don't know what it opens, but it might be the tower. Yes. Yeah. It's the tower <laughs> key. Um, and Leighton realizes that the, uh, the little clue we got from the desk, the X marked rectangle will correspond. So we're, we're going to head to the tower, but we need to figure out who tried to murder <laughs> should probably yeah. get that concerned and this is a puzzle free chapter this is literally yeah. just a parlor scene for a character who walk. is not connected to anything <laughs> nope uh just kind of we're taking a little break yeah. um we asked the innkeeper for all the recent newspapers uh they've all been taken uh here um we head to the manor to do a parlor scene flora stops and says hey don't mess with the tower yeah uh, again just don't rescue me <laughs> i got Stockholm syndrome real bad yeah uh when we get to the manor chelmy is there and he is uh, getting ready to accuse us of every crime that has happened there he has this piece of decisive evidence uh a vase that was found near simon's body uh that happens to have our uh that happens to have our fingerprints on it he does this little flourish like ah it's you and he throws it and smashes it against the wall and this is one of many things that um uh helps us deduce that the chelmy that we're seeing uh is an imposter uh, and yes. this is this is the one time this is this is kind of a strange uh, uh, diversion for them. They quiz you about the things that you've seen so far as you're doing yeah. like a almost like a a, a a trial on this guy. So it turns a little bit into like a Phoenix Wright kind of deal as it's like, wait a minute. What did we learn about the this favorite foods? You know, and then you yeah. select those and yeah. then it advances it. Yeah, uh, I'm never going to turn down a parlor scene. Nope. Like it is, it is the most satisfying thing that can happen in media. I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, this is a pretty small ball one. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, this being your super villain, Don Paulo did end up feeling like it would have additional weight if I knew who Don Paulo was Yeah, or Don Paulo was more directly related mm-hmm. to things. Like he does show up with his Dr. Wiley device <laughs> to chase us out of the tower in, in pretty soon, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he doesn't seem particularly important to the main plot. Right. He's not, he's not really connected to anything. He's not trying to get the apple. He, he, no, he, he doesn't he, know about the apple. He doesn't care about the apple. He just wants to kill you. Yeah. Or yeah. get you thrown in jail forever. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's just weird vengeance for stuff we don't understand. Yeah. Um, he flees. Yeah. He leaves. He's just wearing, he leaves his rubber, realistic rubber, uh, Chelmy mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to the real Chelmy, whether he was killed so this guy could take his place? <laughs> what happened to Chelmy's wife? We do not know. I think you. I think later games have the real Chelmy uh, involved, possibly, mm. um, but uh, I do not know that for certain. Uh, but yes, he is the genius engineer, Don, Don Paolo. Um, and the path to the tower is clear now, taking us to chapter nine, uh, kind of the final exam here, uh, the tower's secret. Yes. Uh, so we can, we have to do 75 puzzles, as you mentioned, uh, that's not difficult. No. Um, and we go inside and this is, uh, as we, we head in, we fall through the floor. 
um, there's a little workshop with blueprints of the different villagers and their little uh, gear keys, mm-hmm. similar to what we've been finding when people get kidnapped and a security monitor view of every part of town. Yeah. Um, and before we can look into this too much, uh, Bruno confronts us. Yeah. So um, who's the mastermind behind all this? Hey, you're interfering with my work by poking around at all of these corners. But if you're, in, you know, if you're insistent on doing this, what you're looking for is at the top of the tower. Yeah. Uh, he says he manages the town and Leighton also parlor scenes this shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, the truth of the village, uh, the villagers are all robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruno built and maintained them. And the whole town is a test, a puzzle to see if somebody is worthy to have the golden apple <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's, let's talk about worthy and golden apple there. When, when we get to that reveal right yeah. now, right so, now, yeah, it makes it's, sense. it's very good. <laughs> yeah uh so we say this and bruno's like oh, i've said too much and then he then he goes away uh and we head up the tower and you know as we go uh you know we're hitting each floor sometimes there's just a random person there uh with a puzzle mm-hmm. uh, that we can do there's always a mandatory puzzle to open the far door um and these are always like longer puzzles bigger puzzles these are the kind of the yeah. the, the, the exhausting ones as we go understanding that these are robots designed to test you Gives mm-hmm. this whole thing a different tenor. Like, these are not your friends. No. These are, you know, horrible bots. <laughs> they, they're here to obstruct um, you. They are enemies. Yeah. yeah. Um, in general, uh, I don't like this tower. And I these puzzles just end up being, you know, as we mentioned earlier, just longer without being particularly more interesting yeah you know so like the slightest gate puzzles there's a magic square that's weirdly easier there's like a uh, a positioning logic with a bunch of uh different suits of cards and things like that uh it's just mm-hmm. what of previous puzzle but with more uh but with, with more variables the one that really got under my skin was the uh the subtraction problem mm-hmm. uh where yeah. you have to make the the, the difference of you know uh, thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three. Uh, by using only the digits one through nine, uh, I, I I looked this one up because the trial and error on it was just too much for me. That's exactly what Magic Square puzzles and Sudoku's feel like to me. Really? Huh. Like when you when you can just use one through nine and you're just putting them into a place and then switching, you know, swapping letters to test what the new result is. I I, I really like that I just solve this the same way. Yeah. I think that maybe there's just something about the about the grid that makes it easier for me to think about it spatially, as opposed to when it's mm. laid out, you know, top and bottom. And I'm thinking about um, you know, because you end up needing to lay it out from left to right. And that makes it difficult to uh to select your um um oh gosh, to 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 follow the remainder, you know, or borrowing mm. uh that you need to do. Uh, at least that, that 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 was the case for me. This this feels like uh, like a completely different thing to the Sudoku or the Magic Square to me. They, they yeah they activate the same spot in my brain, huh. which is plug in numbers until it works. Yeah, uh, there. So this this did not particularly bother me. This is where like the the escape, slide escape puzzles and everything gets super odious to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as we go, Leighton just lays out all the mysteries to Luke. Mm-hmm. You idiot! I could have told you this before. I hope you weren't nervous about getting murdered because I had, I knew. <laughs> what was going on. Yep. You're a, you're a fucking idiot to, to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, the sounds are Bruno's machines reactivating, uh, people. Um, Dahlia was built to resemble the dead wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Baron couldn't bear the resemblance. So he changed her personality. And then Flora did not like her robo mom yep. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Doll so, mom. so both of us can't be happy at the same time. Uh, basically. Yep. Uh, t- t- terrifying. 
Uh, and then we get to the final puzzle here, which is another pegboard puzzle. Uh, we've got to yep. find the total number of possible squares on this irregular pegboard, uh, and each peg can only be used once. Uh, thankfully, they give you multiple different. Uh, they give you a color select uh, as you start drawing yeah. drawing these out, so it, you you don't end up getting visually confused. Yeah, there, there's very something. There's something very funny to the final puzzle of this game being a pegboard. <laughs> puzzle uh, and it's like dun 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 you know. <laughs> when, when you finish it you can be seated for your eggs meal yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. for your flapjacks uh you get up to the top and there is a fake little fa uh quaint cottage here mm -hmm. uh full of luxurious things and we're now purely in the ending mode yeah uh, here of plot reveal after plot reveal buckle up um <laughs> the, yep uh the one with the scarf shows up here this is flora and layton goes of course you're the golden apple mm-hmm so the Baron, uh, he, he, he's died. And in his will, he's like, I would like my daughter to live in a robot tower yes. surrounded by test bots. Mm -hmm. No human interaction, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> just the wire monkey. Yep. <laughs> Literally just whatever person was raised by the wire monkey. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the idea is somebody who is good enough at doing pegboard and liquid uh you know picture pouring puzzles mm -hmm. can be can take my daughter yep not, they get her not you know like uh, like there's next of kin uh, there maybe yep. there once was right at yeah. some at some point no before longer. they were fucking replaced with replicants you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know so we know the baron's only been dead for a certain amount of time uh-huh in in my head, she's been raised like this from a baby. Yeah, I know that's not true, <laughs> but but, she, but she's it's still like, like you're pretty young. You, know, you got to go live in solitude in the tower surrounded by the bots. She she's been disappeared, like, and nobody really seems that concerned about finding uh -uh. her. You know, for like for 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 a reason. Although they should be concerned because the people of this town were made kind of to protect her. So if she just keeps disappearing. <laughs> Yes, you know. and all they can do is walk in these little circles and tell people how many matchsticks they have. Yeah, and just, <laughs> it's really surreal. Yeah, well, <laughs> will, will you will you be a good father to this person? Like, will you will you make sure she gets her homework done? Okay, just uh, okay. So, how, uh, at what point is this stack the tallest of these different squares? Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a way to make latens yeah like this is how latens reproduce because we don't know what village he got luke from mm -hmm. but you know spoiler he ends this game with a new kid yep <laughs> you, you adopt the daughter you, you you take you don't take what's in the mystery box nope you take the kid you, you take you take the family you take the person <laughs> yeah you you now own the golden apple uh -huh. at the end of this um <laughs> It's really weird, man. Laytons aren't born, they're made. <laughs> it's it's real weird. And then the other weird thing that comes up later we'll we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. Which is also strange. Um so as we're talking, Don Paulo attacks the tower with a helicopter, which he could have just done in the first place, it feels like. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to bring us down. Uh and uh Layton escapes with Flora. This is a big action cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh Luke, you know, gets sent ahead, then he gets separated. He builds a little glider uh out of items. Uh, and then escapes yeah. um, and does this like big air battle mm -hmm. with Don Paulo in the, the air uh, through a cartoon. Um, you land in this village. Um, you hold Flora, you protect her. Uh, she, she laughs and this apple shaped 
authenticator spot <laughs> appears yep. her collar. Was this inserted in her surgically when the Baron started putting this together? I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's got a you know she she's got that magnetic strip that high yeah. value dollar bills have. This is sponsored by Justin's. Yeah, no, yes. it's um yeah. So when when she laughs, she has an apple shaped birthmark that appears near her collarbone, and Leighton sees this and realizes, oh, the treasure isn't just the girl. Um, yeah. there is a treasure. Um, you know, and the last requirement was, you know, you didn't, you, you, you wouldn't just need to solve the puzzles, the true riches, which is not my daughter, the true riches mm-hmm. would go to the person who could make Flora smile. Okay. Yeah. So he takes everybody, takes Luke and goes, goes to the, goes to this painting of Flora, uh, in the, in the manor and pr- pushes on the spot where the, uh, where the apple was. And we go into this vault that is full of gold. And no one thought to touch the painting. Nope. Um, and so the idea, so we get a recording from the Baron who's like, you know, the village was a test. <laughs> That's why you had to be good at puzzles. Once you touch this money, there'll be no reason for the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so it'll go dormant. And this is presented as like a sad thing. Leighton tells Flora, like the, the inheritance is yours. Do you want to trade the money for the lives of these horrible robots? Yeah. And she has grown affectionate to these horrible, cold puzzle bots mm-hmm. that raised her. So she says, don't touch the money. And and Leighton's like, okay, but I'm still taking you. Mm-hmm. You know? And she says, okay, I am loot. <laughs> loot and Luke. Yep. Uh, and and they, they head out. And now he has a daughter, so he can now do breed chocobos for race, racing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> puzzle racing. Yeah. Like, if he gets enough puzzle children, he can make a black chocobo. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and get Knights of the Round. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, so like, like her choice in this, like, ah, I've grown, I've grown fond of this. Oh, so are you going to stay in the village? No, I'm going to leave it. Uh, Hey, yeah. maybe Bruno wanted to retire. Maybe he didn't want to toil in his fucking workshop for the rest of his life. As yeah. you keep Th- this these is br- a brutal thing to do to Bruno. And <laughs> yeah. also, uh, what kind of lives do these puzzle bots have? Oh, it's gonna have nobody it's gonna, to talk to or anything. It's gonna fall apart. And like yeah. people are gonna keep on coming here and trying to get at that gold. Like the word's gonna get out. Like the gold is still there. <laughs> yeah. And and if you get if it's a matter of course that you get trapped in the village mm-hmm. when you get there, like they always lose the prank or crank, how many bodies has this village already claimed? Like <laughs> there there's gotta be like in uh hot fuzz. Yeah. There's probably a storm drain full of corpses. Oh yeah somewhere in here hmm. like um, maybe they just become the like their 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 stories and the details of the possessions become the new uh that they become the new puzzles like oh yeah, yeah these these brothers who hated each other came by they're dead <laughs> they're trying to get to the gate yeah uh, that's how they live on and and she wouldn't want to dishonor that memory yeah uh Leighton has no need for currency or anything to raise these multiple uh non-biological children nope um yeah. think of how much money how, how much good you could do with that money flora like they're, yeah. they're not alive they're just going to continue degrading bruno's gonna die uh they're going to while away they're eventually going to be mechanical skeletons walking around uh you know killing anything organic that comes in they're going to start self-replicating yeah. take this money let them just you know descend Right, let them fall yeah. uh, fall dormant. You know, build a fucking orphanage for other pu- for other people suffering puzzle trauma. You know, start yeah. an institute. <laughs> or, or this could be Layton's army. Yeah, like a puzzle army that he sends out to quiz his enemies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt like there was a lot of potential for him other than just to acquire another fucking kid. <laughs> another team. It, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's a backstory with Leighton where he was like tragically impotent. <laughs> you know, like there was like, if I lose two balls, how many balls do I have? <laughs> you know, and then he had to, and this is just how he procreates and gets, you know, he wanted kids and I his can't... ex-wife wanted kids. <laughs> You're going to have to speak up, up, Luke. I'm three balling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three balling, Luke. <laughs> Uh, and then unfortunately, you know, it didn't take. Yeah, it, uh, it didn't. I, I know that, uh, the later games go into like the prequel and there's like a movie as well. Uh, I know that, mm-hmm. that Layton is not his actual name. His name isn't Herschel Layton. Uh, so yeah, maybe there is, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, we, we got like a Jean Valjean thing going on here. Yeah. <sighs> I, uh, I don't, uh, I do not know. Yeah. But we, um, but, yeah, but I'm, we... uh, I'm curious, uh, but I don't want to, I need a break from these as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I can see in the future, you know, just if I'm looking for something lightweight, uh, to play on my iPad before bad, uh, firing up like the, the sequel and then just doing puzzles, you know, until I get annoyed about a third of the way through. Yeah. 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 <sighs> and that's uh that's professor layton in the curious village i I laughed out loud yeah. at some of the reveals because like the the robot thing made itself clear but the but the bleakness the the the, the darkness of what the, the of what the part. apple is yeah again yeah. just just you know a, a monster raised by the wire monkey Tra- treating your daughter as like a prize that the cleverest puzzle person could win <laughs> is real bad yeah i uh, you know, there's like, this is a game for children and, and it's, it's cute. So I'm not serious about this, but if you were to take the, uh, the mindset of this, it'd be pretty odious in terms of like intelligence testing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but it's so small ball. It's like, you, you, oh, the best parents are the ones who can do peg puzzles, pegboard puzzles really well. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like, you know, the best parents are the ones who are good at finance and can code, you yeah. know, which is the real life gross version of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's a, it, it is fun to play. It mm-hmm. is the, the plot is funny. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that these are in the retirement pile. So like, in the future when I feel like it, yeah. I can run this series and just get fun little Cracker Barrel puzzles. Yeah, you know the batting average on the puzzles is actually really high. You know, like yeah. we 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 glossed over, but like for any of the puzzles that we spoke about, you, you know, uh, just one of them. There are a couple of different iterations. Like we didn't talk about it, but there are like optional puzzles. There's a whole run of the uh, the, the the queens. queens. Yeah, yeah. Like I like those. You know, it's a standard puzzle, but it's still it's still fun to do. You know, and yeah. the 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 wrapper that is around this, you know, is is charming, right? And I can only yeah, imagine it, that they get they get better at that as it goes along. That's the thing. Like I only play. I think I played. Uh, I beat the second one of these, the diabolical box, mm-hmm. and I played a little bit of the third one. But then it's, that's when I fell off. And if they got better at like, you know, it is very frustrating just being traveling in this game. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't take that much time, but it just is. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, if they got better at integrating the two things, I could see these, uh, these really taken off Yeah, you know, um, and, and getting a lot better. I want to put in a good word for professor Layton versus Phoenix, Wright. Uh, that mm-hmm. is only on the three DS, but that is actually really good. 
um, because Mm -hmm. you swap back and forth between them, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. doing Professor Layton and then Professor Layton stuff and then Phoenix Wright stuff. Um, And the information that you find interacts, you know, like it it all works to works toward you solving the mysteries and and stuff like that. Uh, But uh, there's something about that switching off that makes it so you can't really get tired of one thing. By the time you get annoyed, you're doing something else which is pretty good. It has a neat like fairy tale story. And also you do not need to know anything about Phoenix Wright or professor Layton, uh, to, uh, to, to enjoy it. You're not going to be locked out because of continuity. Yeah. Uh, intro point to kind of both series. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you, William. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, after that, so if you have anything to say about Professor Layton in the Curious Village, hit us up at duck, duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you have anything to say about Warhammer, Dark Omen, or State of Decay, uh, the deadline for those is February 15th. Yeah. Uh, if you have anything to say about um, March's games... The, the deadline mm-hmm. for that will be uh, March the 15th. Uh, those games are... Oh God, Gary! I can't. My calendar hasn't opened. What are they? Uh, inscription. Oh. Inscription. Yes. Alien versus Predator Two. I picked that one. Yes. And then now I can't remember. I was until, hoping that you until until there. dawn. Uh, there was a, there was a until fourth Dawn's one there. The final. Uh, yeah, uh, King's Bounty. There we go. Yes. There we go. Inscription. Yeah. Alien versus Predator Two. Um, King's Bounty. Um, and then uh, King's Bounty on the Genesis specifically is what we're playing. Uh, and then mm-hmm. until dawn. Oh yeah, let me issue a correction. I said uh, King's Bounty, the Return, or something like that. The legend, I searched yeah. King Bounty. That was a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the original. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this and you are looking forward to the re- to the release of uh, Elden Ring, uh, know that the Elden Ring season of Bonfireside Chat will be starting soon. Uh, that is for yes. patrons. So uh, uh, be on the lookout for uh, more announcements about that uh, once we play it and once we know what the season's going to look going to look like. Yeah, uh, you can become that patron at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. $5 mm-hmm. a month gets you bonfireside chat. There's a bunch of old episodes. Uh, we recently did a Legend of Zelda 1 episode that's mm-hmm. indistinguishable from a Watch Out for Fireballs episode, basically. Yep. So if you like this show, there's stuff there for you as there well. There is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, we will see you next week. Yes. Um, until ne- next time, what can they watch out for, Cole? Uh, <laughs> watch watch out for the Sons of Leighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The child soldiers. <laughs> hmm.